0: Hello, this week we're looking into how does a podcast work from a workflow point of view. Hello, thank you very much for letting me into your earbuds. It's an honour and a privilege for me to welcome you to Business Souls, the podcast which helps you maximise your magnificence by exploring one topic about business each week for 10 minutes. So without further ado, it's over to me to start the show. Hello and welcome to episode 22. How does a podcast work from a workflow point of view? Well, as you've seen, the Business Souls website has been live for a week. Hooray! But there still needs to be some more work done. And I just wanted to let you know what that was in case you wanted to get ahead of the game a little bit. So you'll notice over the next few weeks, there'll be some a work with me section added where you can work with me on your podcast. Now, that is a commercial kind of venture. So if you don't want to pay, I totally understand. Keep listening to this podcast. However, if you want to get ahead and you're a successful business owner and you really want to move forward with your podcast, then please get in touch with me. You can do so at podcast at b-souls.com or my favourite Instagram Business souls. Or the same on Twitter. So business souls. Just like it sounds business and souls all together as one word. I will also be re-recording the trailer episode and changing the start of this episode. And I'm hoping the start of this episode will actually go live before next week. But unfortunately, I didn't get time this week to do that. Workflow is understanding your job, understanding your tools. And they're not thinking about it anymore. And that's by Merlin Mann. I kind of agree with him. I think you need to understand your podcast. You need to understand the key areas that you need to perform in your podcast. And then you need to have some tools to help you govern that workflow. And once you have those, you don't really think about it. I don't think about producing this podcast because I know there are certain areas that I need to go through in order to get the podcast out there. I'm also feeling a bit strange this week because it's Thursday and normally I do this on a Monday and just because of circumstance things had to change. So it's a bit weird because normally I don't like leaving it to this late in the week because effectively I publish tomorrow and I've only got one kind of day to do things. But you have to roll with the punches a little bit. So, you know, that's the way it is. The most important thing with workflow is that it works for you. So by all means, you can copy whatever you like of the workflow that I'm just about described that I have. But you will need to tweak it. It does need to work for you. Because I don't want you coming back to me and going, oh, Ben, this workflow just doesn't work. And I'll be saying, have you tweaked it? And you'll go, no, I haven't. And I'll go, well, not surprising then, because it does need to work for you. I'm also not going to get too technical at this stage. There'll be a couple of technical things I'll go through, but I will explain those as we get to them. So the first thing to think about before we get into the workflow is some factors that are going to affect your workflow. And the first is time. How much time, I always have a look at the clock just to see how I'm doing. How much time do you have to dedicate to the podcast? And you need to look at that time and you need to then work out how much time you can add to the key areas that you need to to do in order to build up your podcast. So, for example, I have... You know, some ideas, generation, research, record, edit and upload, create show notes, publish, promote, get feedback and some specialist stuff for interview podcasts. So I need to make sure that my time is adequate enough to fit those all in. You also need to think about your content. Is your content enough to cover the time period that you want to go through? You also need to think about your brain space. When are you doing your podcast? Are you thinking about other things when you're doing your podcast? If you are, possibly not the best time to do your podcast. I am naturally an owl, so I tend to leave things to the evening. However, I do find that I'm at my most creative in the morning. So I always try and use my brain space to do a recording in the morning. It doesn't really matter if I have to leave the editing till later on, but I need to do the recording in the morning. Also, for my podcast... In promotion, I tend to because I promote on Instagram and you can't have links on a normal Instagram post. I produce a video and I need to do a bit of editing of that video. So that video is kind of all ready to go in the morning on Friday morning for my gin podcast. So I've got to kind of get a little bit ahead of the game to make sure that I've got all of that. But that is much better done in the morning because the light's better in the morning. So you don't necessarily need to think about light for your podcast, but you do need to think about light for videos. And the last thing you need to think about is your health. And what do I mean by that? Essentially, if you're not feeling very well, can you do your podcast? If you've got a throat infection, can you do your podcast? If you've got a bit of a cough, can you do your podcast? You need to really think about that because that will affect kind of when and the factors around your podcast and and your workflow. So that all being said, this is the workflow that I use. So essentially, I've generated generally some ideas for the podcast. Now, it doesn't always happen in, for example, my fasting podcast. I tend to come up with the idea on that particular day because it's a bit more fluid. With this podcast at the moment, it's great because I'm going through the podcast kind of process And so I've essentially outlined probably about 12 episodes of which is this is the third where I'm going to discuss certain things about podcasts. So it makes it really easy from an ideas point of view. If you need more information about ideas, then please go back to episode 21. I will link to that in the show notes because that will give you a really good idea as to some of the ways you can generate ideas for the podcast. It's really important to have lots of ideas because if you don't, and let's say you've niched down really really tightly but so much that you can't come up with any ideas probably not right for you to start the podcast you probably need to either sort of un-niche some of your ideas so uh, not that un-niche is a word but so effectively you can then get to a point where you've got some ideas for the podcast once you've got kind of your idea and you know what your your particular episode is going to be on you need to do a bit of research And what I do is I create a template in something called Confluence by Atlassian Software. And effectively, I'm I'm able to share with other members of my organization and they can see exactly what's going to go on. Uh, The form kind of follows essentially the key segments of my show. And I just literally fill it in. Really, really straightforward. And I fill it in religiously each week for each episode because the form then is really used throughout my workflow. So the next thing I do is I take the form and I'm looking at the form right now for this episode. And it's telling me that I need to talk to you about the record bit of my workflow. So I've taken my form and I use it as a reminder to discuss with you the particular section and segment that I'm I'm going through. You need to remember something called pause, pace and pitch And I found when I first started, it's really useful to write this down in your form. What's pause? What I've just done there. Don't be frightened to have a bit of silence. It's really not a problem. If you decide when you're editing it that you don't like how long the pause was for, that's fine, but you're better to have a pause than not have a pause. The other thing is you need to think about your pace. How quickly do you want your podcast to go? I tend to be reasonably slow when I'm delivering because I want to make sure that I'm getting out every single word so people understand. I use a bit of kit where effectively if you are silent for any period of time, it starts cutting back the signal. And so what will happen is if you don't speak in a reasonable pace, effectively it will then stop the sound from coming through and you'll suddenly hear I get cut off so it's really important for me to sort of continue my pace and the next thing more more for if you're kind of speaking in public but you do need to consider your pitch and making sure that you're sort of enunciating all your words as much as you possibly can also as I said you know pausing stuff is really good because you can leave lots of space for editing you can't edit out very easily if you haven't left a pause so consider that when you're recording then we come on to editing and uploading so what you're going to do is you're going to take the raw recording that you've done and add that to your editing software you're then going to add any pre-recorded intros and outros that you have so effectively that's the start bit you know you might have some music and some talking that's consistent each time so if actually you don't want to record it every week, so you record an outro or an outgoing piece of process. And did you hear it suddenly dropped then when I stopped? My, my, my pitch was no good. Think about when you're adding music as well. It needs to be licensed music. You can't just add any old music. So do consider that very, very carefully. The copyright laws are really, really stringent. You, there are lots of sites you can go onto and essentially buy a license to a music. That's what I've done with all my podcasts. And I'll leave uh, the place where I normally go uh, purple music in the show notes. And essentially you're going to produce a type of file called an MP3. And then that is going to be used to upload to your podcast host. So why do you use a separate podcast host? And the same thing for video as well. You use something like YouTube. The reason is if you store them on your website, it absolutely kills your bandwidth. So what you'll find is nobody will get to your website because everybody's streaming your content. So it's really important to have them in different places. The great thing if you're doing video and YouTube is YouTube actually store your content for you. The problem with podcasts is podcasts you have to actually pay for hosting at the moment. Things are changing, but at the moment that's what you have to do. And then once you've done your editing and you've uploaded to your podcast host you then need to create show notes and show notes essentially generally are done a one of two ways either you can do like for example the show where i do show notes where effectively you take each of the sections and you describe each of the sections and if there are any links you highlight those links what a lot of people do to sort of save time and it's it's kind of totally their choice is they basically do a timeline and tell you when things are coming. So if you for example want to listen to a podcast and you don't want to listen to the intro bit, you don't want to listen to most of the main segment but the bit you want to listen to is right at the end. Effectively you can go to 10 minutes in and and that's where it is. I personally don't like that but that is totally your choice. You know, They're your show notes at the end of the day. And then once you've kind of uploaded it, you then need to decide when you want to publish. Most podcast hosts will allow you to publish at a particular time and you know you upload it, you set the time you want it to publish, and then it will just go ahead and publish. And that's the way I would do it. But the one thing you want to make sure is you're consistent. So if you decide you're going to do a weekly podcast, your podcast needs to come out every week. If you decide you're going to do a monthly podcast, it needs to come out every month. If you decide you want to do a daily podcast and I'd be very careful if you do You need to have that coming out every day at a particular time. So you've really got to consider that very, very carefully as to when you're going to deliver stuff, because it's really got to be every single week without fail. Because if you do that, what you'll find is your audience will keep coming back. And then you can relax, right? Well, unfortunately not. So I follow a gentleman by the name of Mark Asquith, and he's kind of the UK kind of podcast guru, as it were. And he says that you should be promoting 60% of your time. So whatever time you have to to do your podcast, 60% of that should be promoting. And I think, to be honest, I agree with him. I wouldn't say I do it 60%, but I do do an awful lot of promotion, particularly on social media. And I find that that is the one thing you really have to do. It's key if you're trying to get yourself out there. I think once you get established, then possibly you can do it a little bit less. But generally you will need to do it. You also need to consider promotion for promoting podcasts in its own right. So every Tuesday, I always do a promotion on just telling people that podcasts are free and how easy it is to get into podcast directories so that you can pick up podcasts. And the reason I do that is because, as I explained, even in the last episode or the episode before, in the UK, only 21% of people listen to podcasts. In the US, it's something like 35%. It's bigger in Spain, I think it's about 39%, but it's still quite low numbers. So you really need to educate all the time about podcasting. The next thing you need to to, to look at in your workflow is feedback. So you'll get feedback from you, you know, what works, what what worked well, what didn't work so well, so you can change your form accordingly and you'll get feedback from your audience. So you might find, well, this podcast didn't work as well. I know really notice in my Gin podcast, for example, when I do an interview, my numbers tend to be fairly good. If it's just me, generally my numbers aren't quite so good. And and that's to be understandable, really, because I know a limited amount about gin, but people are more interested in a distiller or a distillery than me. And I, I totally understand that. But it's important to to look at the feedback from your figures as well. And if you're getting feedback from people saying like Fab Podcast or... Really go, good, Ben, you know, keep going. Like I've had, particularly with the gin one. That is really, really useful. But also I've had people come back. And, and one of the reasons why I mentioned with Instagram that it's very difficult to to get links. Well, it's not very difficult. You can't get links in posts. Somebody actually explained that to me. And that was really, really useful because I then realized that all the links I've been putting out, people were finding it really difficult to copy and paste them. So I then did an IGTV post, which effectively means you do a video and you can post URLs in there, which makes it much, much easier. So it was really useful to get that feedback. So take the feedback and make the changes in your podcasts. And lastly, I'd just like to talk about interview podcasts because they are a little bit different. Essentially, there's a bit more work. So there's a bit less work as well. So there's more work in that you have to actually get the people to come onto your podcast you have to talk to them so i tend to do like a pre-release call or or a pre-record call so before we're going to do our recording so number one decide on when we're going to record number two to answer any questions and number two to actually go through the process with them so they understand i also produce a two documents as well starring on the show and a podcast release form and i need people to see those so effectively they can understand kind of what's what regarding the podcast and they have to sign the podcast release form before I go live because effectively particularly in the US there is uh, a lot of legislation around that and you can't just release somebody's voice and pictures of somebody just willy-nilly I mean, you can't in the UK either from a GDPR point of view but it just means that you're covered essentially so important to have that and also discuss with them promotion so I tend to go through with them you know these are all the posts I'm going to do, these are all the pictures and get them to kind of approve them. So I'm sorry I've gone a bit long today but I think it is worth it for this particular one because I think you need to understand all these processes in order to to work forward. So effectively we've gone through factors affecting your podcast workflow. The fact that you need to research your podcast. You need to record your podcast. You then edit and upload your podcast. Create the show notes. You publish it. Unfortunately, it doesn't stop there. You need to promote it. Any feedback you need to get, you need to push that back into your show. So it might be you need to change something. It might be you need to change the way you're promoting something. As I said, with regard to Instagram, that's that's something I had to do. And also some extra things to consider for interview podcasts. Particularly having the pre record call. So I would love to hear from you if you'd like to get in touch. Please do so either on Instagram or Twitter at Business Souls, like it sounds, business and souls, all one word, or podcast.ideas at b souls.com. I would love to hear from you just generally if you've had a really big win for the week or you're thinking about setting up a podcast, or if you, as I said earlier, if you're interested in working with me on a commercial basis on a podcast, I would love, love to hear from you. And lastly, remember, you're not a number. Be unique. Be you. Be amazing. And above all, be a business soul.